Hi, welcome to Reverse Sequels. This is Patrick, and with me, as always, is... Ellie. And we are back after a brief hiatus. Just 13 months. <laughs> and if you're just joining us, or if you forgot what this podcast is all about, we watched the sequel to a movie that neither of us have ever seen, and then we try to predict what the original was all about. And today, we are talking about 2019's Godzilla, King of the Monsters. <laughs> That's right, and Godzilla King of the Monsters is about Godzilla and monsters and humans who may be the true monsters of them all. Mm. Very fitting Mm -hmm. for this quarantine edition. It centers around a family whose last name I never got, but I know all the members <laughs> by first name. I just kept calling the dad Coach Taylor, so in my mind they're the Taylors. He is Mark. I like it, Mark Taylor. But <laughs> What's their actual last name? I didn't get it either. I don't know if they ever said I didn't get a lot of names here. And we'll have to come up with nicknames, I think. But the main premise of the movie is the mom of the family has a device called the Orca which we later discover is a form of biosonar that can form a frequency to gather all the monsters or titans together. What is the mom's name? Did we ever get that? I want to <laughs> say yes. So the mom is Vera Farmesia. So we better know her name because I can barely pronounce her real name in real life. Is it Vera? Well, now I'm, I don't know. I'm second guessing myself. She was also in The Conjuring, one of our very first episodes. Um, let's just call her the mom. Okay, the mom. And the dad. But let's start from the very, very beginning. We get a flash to San Francisco 2014. The city is in shambles. It's on fire. There's flames everywhere. This family is in the midst of the rubble, sobbing and sobbing. We see in the background the shadow of Godzilla pass by and the dad screaming for Andrew. I missed that completely the first time. It was not until like halfway through the movie And I was like, who's Andrew? The whole impetus (laughs) for this movie is Andrew. Because this is one of those movies where I don't know if I love it or hate it, but it's very centered around the main characters. Everything that's happening is based on their lives. It's like an episode of Law and Order where the cop's daughter is the victim. Get away from the main characters. (laughs) That always, it does drive me nuts, but here it drives the plot a little bit. Both the mom and the dad work for Monarch, which is some kind of company. I thought that was cool. They're like a group of monster hunters, but they're not associated with the government. Right. They're worldwide. They appear to be well-funded. Unclear what exactly they do. Right. And so apparently they believe that these creatures are historic. And valuable. And the question then becomes, do we restore Earth to its natural order and let these creatures run free? Or do we try to control them? And these creatures are in the movie called Titans. I think terrible choice of name. Well, Well, we'll get into that later. But at one point, they see some like stone engravings that look ancient. And they're like, oh my God, it's all true. These Titans were the first gods. I was like, what is it? Where'd you get that from? Yeah, there's an engraving. You know what? We'll have to talk about that in our um, predictions <laughs> right. for the for the original. But so 
going back to this family, they work for Monarch. I guess that's why they're in the center of the fray. And it's a mom and dad, daughter and son. And apparently the son, Andrew, doesn't survive. Right. This young boy's life cut tragically short under the foot of Godzilla. (laughs) But the daughter, Madison, is around. It's Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things. We do know her name because they spend about half the movie yelling it. Madison, Maddie, Mads, Madison. They yell for her a lot. Because they don't want to lose her, too. I guess so. I think that's part of it. But so Madison, like you said, is played by Millie Bobby Brown. She is living with the mom. Mom and dad are separated in this flash forward. They say five years, so it is 2019 right. when and this is taking place. say that Godzilla hasn't been seen in five years. He hasn't made an appearance. Which uh, is good. But I got a lot of questions. This happened in San Francisco. Apparently, yes. There's earthquakes in San Francisco, earthquakes in California. Or are there... Is are, it just Godzilla? Is it just Godzilla moving? Why would you live there after the death of your son and brother and there's earthquakes wouldn't that trigger like post-traumatic stress i know but they don't live there anymore that's why they've moved where were they living well this is the part that i thought was so cool the opening scene it takes place like in a kitchen and millie bobby brown's making eggs and bacon and it's this like scene of domestic bliss it looks like a house in the suburbs and then they pull back and they're in china and they're at oh, like one right. of the monarch outposts. No, you're totally right. And then you know they what? later find Mark and he's in Colorado. It's funny you say that because on the third page of my notes, I have where are they? Because I could never understand if they were on a science submarine, on a ship, <laughs> in China, in America, in Boston, in San Francisco. Yeah, they jump around a lot. I was really confused. So well, they explain why Godzilla can move around because at one point they're like, oh, he's got like a... Like a tunnel system deep in the sea so he can get around the earth real quick but they never explain how they can keep up here's the thing that i wanted to know but you're getting to godzilla before i'm ready almost because just for public knowledge i love godzilla i've always loved godzilla for a long time from my youth so i love godzilla movies but i don't know if i'm ready to go there yet Okay, I, was just, I want to get through this family. I was I, talking more about... No, I have a lot of questions about this underwater cave system. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't trying to get there yet. I don't remember why I brought it up. but No, you're right. They are in... Oh, you um, have Where Are They? They're yeah. in some... They're all constantly in like a supersonic ship or submarine. You know what I have on my third page of notes? Huh. Who's Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> I totally missed that he was their dead son. It's crazy because we get a tiny glimpse into what happened since Andrew's death, but mom threw herself into the work. Dad became an alcoholic. They're separated. Did they ever get grief counseling? Have they ever processed? Has the globe ever processed this trauma? Yeah, that's why I kind of wish I would, that they would have focused on other characters because we only see this family but they show us news clips of like this is a historic tragedy and then when all the titans come back we see some stuff of like we're evacuating the city and like i would like to know more about how is the average person who you know doesn't wake up mothra as part of their day job like how are they dealing with the fact that monsters are walking around okay and you brought up something that i really want to talk about too (laughs) what 
at one point in the movie, this is a little later on, they show a map and they're like, all the Titans are on the move. Yeah. They're here, 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 here. They're 17 and counting. Where are they evacuating humans to? Right. They're all over. Where would a human be safe? Apparently, one inch away from one of the monsters, because <laughs> that's where everyone stands in this movie, which is one of my biggest sticking points. Just to set the record straight, I like this movie 80%. Mm. Most of the percent. Until the very end. I and really I, did not like the movie. But how many percent? I like it 10%. <gasps> Wait, what? <laughs> I didn't like it at what? all. I liked it 80%. No. But, and that's one of my problems is, uh, yeah, the, what you just pointed out. I just feel like there's so many weird holes in the movie. Where are they evacuating people to? And at one point, it was like, oh, they're using Fenway Park as an evacuation center. What Are they teleporting from there? Why the fuck, if you're evacuating the city, are you herding everybody into a baseball stadium? And that just happens to be where Millie Bobby <laughs> that's Brown right. goes and sets the up. frequency. <laughs> Could you imagine if you're like, all right, we'll be safe in Fenway Park. And then that's where Godzilla and his rival fight. That's their rendezvous point. Yeah. Oh, so much. Well, let's go back to, we pull back. They're in China at this outpost. There's an Aztec pyramid for some reason. We're, we see Vera Farmiga go to work. She's a scientist. She's working for Monarch. And she's there for the birth of Mothra. Right, which is amazing. And Mothra, they call the Queen of the Titans... And she's beautiful and glowing, and this lovely little moth. I, I didn't. I to me, Mothra is vicious, on par with Godzilla. Godzilla and Mothra fight, and in this movie, they have a symbiotic relationship. Yeah. See, I so I don't know as much about Godzilla as you. I, I don't know if I've ever even like seen a complete Godzilla movie. There's not much to know, honestly. So, <laughs> so I didn't know what was going on. I wish there was more explanation. Mothra was being born for the first time, but it seemed like she'd also always existed. Was she waking up from hibernation? Uh, I didn't understand it at all. And then he called her the mother. Is she Godzilla's mom? Why does she look like a giant bug and he's a lizard? No. Well, I wish they no, gave more not. explanation for the layman here. <laughs> I really think that they're just adding to the narrative because all that... Godzilla is nothing, except he comes out of the ocean from radioactive testing, and then he smashes the city. I had another big question that I don't know if I should do it now, but the whole movie, all they talk about is we want to preserve the natural order, and these titans, they belong here. They're supposed to be running things. This is part of the natural balance of the world. But Godzilla was created with radioactive nuclear energy. He and how is he natural? He wasn't created. He was awoken. Did I say created before? Oh, I don't know. He was, he was aw- awoken? Yeah. But why does he spit radioactive fire? I think that's what fuels him. That's a big question I have about this movie. At one point, they shove a nuke up his butt to wake him up. Yeah, and then... He has these glowing blue scales that I hated. Yeah, that didn't look like Godzilla to me. Why did his like back? Oh, see, I thought he scales. was. I thought he was like somebody's pet lizard, and then like a ninja turtle. Yeah, he radioactive. Like a superpowered ninja turtle. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. No, the story goes, and this, if you study like. Japanese history and cinema, mm-hmm. you find out that there's a lot of overlap. <laughs> you, did you study Japanese <laughs> history and cinema? 
<laughs> not really. Uh-huh. But but if you did, this is what you would learn. Did, this, the Godzilla narrative is a bigger story. But okay. basically at its root, underground nuclear testing awoke in him. He came and he wreaked havoc on the public. But then later on, he's a good guy and he fights and defends the right. city. Well, in this one, he's sort of a good guy. I was like, this is right. like Terminator 2. He's no, the Arnold Schwarzenegger in this movie. He 100% is a good guy, but he's just a giant monster, and humans are like ants in this movie. So the fact that Andrew got murdered, there's you can't have a vendetta against Godzilla. Right. He just It's like if you stepped on an ant on your way to work. Okay. It's, it's incidental. I mean, I'm pro-Godzilla, don't get me wrong. Okay, good. Uh, this needs to be a pro-Godzilla household. Yeah, not the movie, but the creature. I'm pro-Godzilla. <laughs> you know who I don't like is the mom who we find out in the next scene after Mothra is born orchestrated this whole plot. She got in, in league with Tywin Lannister. Yeah, let's stop here for a second. And just for the listeners, this movie is star-studded. Yeah, I didn't know anything about this movie. I didn't even know it existed, and there's like all these big names in it. Every five minutes, somebody pops up, a well-known person, and you're like, he's in this? She's in this? Right. What's going on here? And so it's no surprise when Tywin Lannister shows up out of the blue, and he kidnaps the mom and daughter, because he wants the Orca device. The Orca is at the crux of this. Like I said in the intro, it's biosonar. And it has a frequency that draws all the Titans in, and it can lull them, soothe them, prevent attacks. It's like the way whales communicate to each other, although you have to know how to operate it, because if it's on the wrong frequency, it could be bad. Right. So we think that he kidnapped the mom and the daughter. What we find out later is that this was all part of her plan, because she wants to wake up all these creatures and she wants to set the... I don't know, she has some weird idea of why this needs to happen. But here's the thing. When Tywin Lannister walks in, he straight up murders a whole bunch of her friends and co-workers. So she's complicit in that. Yeah, like, okay, I get you want to wake up the monsters because you think that they should be woken up or whatever. But all your, like, people you went to work with every day... Just got murdered right in front of you? And probably scientists. And in front of your daughter? And you were just like, well, it's for the greater good. Like, I, she's more evil than I think. Oh, she's they, depicted? They, I think they want us to feel sympathy for her. And uh, at one point, Millie Bobby Brown tells her off and tells her that she's a monster. And then they kind of reconcile later. No, I think she really is a monster. Well, she, to me, is a multi-layered character. Because I think she is a monster. She is on the side of science. And she's a grieved mother. There's That's like the thing. Yeah, a lot going on. She's messed up from Andrew's death. It's true. But I also think, you know, the father went one way, she went another way. But I think this, almost like the X-Men, brings up two sides. Do you exterminate these creatures? Right. Or do you let them live? They That's pose a, a threat to you, to humans. Or do you let them thrive, even if that means your own destruction? Yeah. I mean, and her ex-husband, Mark Taylor, he's definitely on the side of just killed them all. Right, because they killed his son. Here, one pause, though, on Mark Taylor. Yeah. He abandons the family after Andrew's death. Right. He goes to Colorado, and he photographs wolves? <laughs> I guess. He just he becomes a nature photographer. Retires to a quiet life. 
It's very odd. Yeah, I thought so too. I like that analogy a lot. She's like a Magneto. Also, I, we keep calling him Tywin Lannister, but I actually liked his name in the movie. It's Alan Jonah, eco-terrorist. That was Love a good that. Name. That I was the it. one name I got because they showed it on a screen. I do have that too. Explained who he was. What I think is interesting is he wants to extract the Titan DNA and use it for probably more nefarious purposes. Yeah, he's got a whole agenda. I think that doesn't line up with the moms at he all. He said that they can use it to make pharmaceuticals. He's just a bad guy. He's yeah. got all sorts. And of he's stuff always a bad guy. Here, I have some questions for you. That I think this is a good point to ask because the Titans are in deep hibernation. When Alan Jonah and the mom team up, she brings up the question, there are 17 and counting, some good, some bad. Yeah. How many of these beasts can you name? Me? Yeah. Mothra, Rodan, Godzilla, Tusk, Tusky, Spider Monster. <laughs> Anybody else? And the main bad guy, if we count him. Yeah. Three-headed dragon. But. That's all I got. Who are the 17? I don't know. Because I to meet people them know Mothra, Rodan, Godzilla. I want to know so much more about like the history. Why are they all different? They call them super species. But they're just one of one, each one. It's like, okay, there's one giant spider. There's one giant woolly mammoth. And that's it? I'm so glad you said that. Because... They're doing a briefing, and one of the team has to run out of the room, and he goes, oh, here's a mating video where their genitals are blurred out. And I was wondering, is this video real footage of the mating? Is Is this just speculation? Are there one of each? What is this? They're all in deep hibernation. Yeah, see, I I, I wanted to know more about that. That scene you're talking about is great. So there's, speaking of star-studded, Thomas Middleditch shows up, and he's like a monarch PR guy. Is he a scientist? Or I don't know what he does. But he's speaking before Congress or something, and they're like, this should be the military handling this. He's like, no, monarch should be handling it because they're specialized monster hunters. And then, yeah, Ken Watanabe, I never got his character name. Oh, I did. He's Dr. Sirizawa. Oh, that's right, Dr. Sirizawa. So he gets up and runs out of the room because he finds out about the kidnapping. He's got to go tell Mark, who's out shooting pictures of wolves. I wanted to know so much more about that meeting. Right. I'm hoping we get more of that in the first one. But I want to know more about these creatures, their mating habits. What Some are good and some are bad. And oh. We have to figure out which ones are here to protect us. But like you're protecting us from the other titans? Yeah, it's like a clash I'm on, the, I'm on the side of kill them all. Okay, Why I was going to ask chances? you, are you team kill them or team leave them? I'm team kill them. We're going to wake up a giant 40-foot monster capable of stepping on us like ants to see if just maybe he's cool? Well, no. what about this? Kill what about, them all. What about team leave them alone in hibernation? And, you know, if we wake them up with nukes, maybe... We deserve to die. We get a little damage, and then we go back to normal. It's not like they... It's uh, almost like they're locusts. You know, they are cicadas. They hibernate for 17 years in the soil, and then they reemerge every once in a while. I'm on team kill them. But what if humans are the virus? We we are, of course, but I'm As a human, say. so... And the earth is pro- trying to protect itself. I gotta protect my own. I'm on team leave them be. Don't wake them up. The fact that people are trying to actively wake them up is the problem. Yeah. Just let them be. They might be, like, hibernating for thousands of years. You know, leave them alone. 
Another question I had is that they say tsunamis, earthquakes, disasters we don't even have a name for yet. <laughs> These have been caused by the Titans. Yeah. What were the unnamed disasters? I want to know, what do you think is happening? Like, one, the first thing that came to my mind, I'm not going to lie. What? Godzilla pooping. And then it's just a massive oh, biohazard. Like oh, you said mudslide. That's interesting. That's a name for that. <laughs> but like, what would you call Titan waste biohazard? Now the whole city is gone. What would be the biohazard? Like you'd be gone. crushed under the weight of yeah. a Godzilla dump? Yeah. And your whole city's eradicated. Why would he shit on the city? You don't think he'd go into the The forest? what? <laughs> yeah. But did you see how big he was? Right. I guess. It would wipe out a whole state or two. I'd have to know more about how lizards defecate. To know if it scales up to Godzilla. <laughs> okay, well, that was one of my guesses. That's a great one. What are other natural disasters that we can't even name yet? That one, it seems like we could name. I don't know. I was thinking more like, you know, if they communicate like whales and they have this frequency of high-pitched sounds, that they're just exploding people's eardrums as they go by. Ooh. Or like... You know, they, they stomp on the ground and everything rumbles and just you explode somehow. I don't know. A lot of frequency damage. Yeah. This is the thing that this movie failed for me was mm -hmm. these creatures were on such a scale causing such damage. It was incredible. But anytime a main actor got within inches of them, they were fine. Yeah. Nothing. They were on a ship being tossed around by Godzilla. Nobody fell off. Nobody wobbled. That was maybe my problem with the whole movie is, were there any stakes? No. We never met any of the people who got killed by Godzilla. Wait, so it's like how I would we meet them? You know, like, <laughs> if I was making the movie, have a scene with a guy at a coffee shop and he's talking and he's like, hey, Merv, the usual, yeah, give me a, I had a bad day today. Oh my God, Godzilla, squash. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, Merv got stepped on? Okay. We don't know anybody. We got nothing, no scene of anything except for the scientists and the military. Well, we have the Boring. son. We have a child All right, but I didn't dying. even know about him <laughs> until halfway through the movie. Also, okay, maybe in the first one we get the stakes of the child dying. But in this one, it doesn't seem to matter. All these creatures are stepping on people, and it's like, well, whatever, who cares? I mean, just the rubble alone would kill you. The dust kicked up, the sonic blasts. Why aren't more people dying? Why aren't yeah. there more casualties with these scientists that are getting so close? It's It was unreal to me. Yeah, no, definitely. And I want to know more, too, about what's happened since 2014. If everybody talks about it's this historic tragedy, did they rebuild? Like, how much damage was there? Yeah, show San Francisco. Was it wiped out completely? I, I don't know. I'm with you on that. Well, anyway, our next stop is Antarctica. So luckily, you know, they can't kill too many people there. Um, but I didn't, they found out, they like tracked the, the signal of the orca or whatever. And they're like, oh, he's in Antarctica. Two seconds later, they're in Antarctica. Yeah. Why, how are they able to get everywhere so fast? They're, I don't like that. I don't know. Maybe it's just they speed up time in this movie. But that's where they discover Trapped in Ice. Monster Zero. Monster Zero. The villain of the film. Giodora. Giodora. He's a three-headed dragon thing. And the mom wakes him up on purpose. Breaks him out of the ice. And the part that I find crazy is they say he's an alien. What? 
There's, Wait, that's my favorite part of the whole movie. There, the fact that these are monsters that are hibernating in Earth are enough. Now there's one that fell from space? <laughs> I don't know where he came from. They really glossed over that point. So we find out that Godzilla is the alpha of all the Titans. He's like their king, hence king of the monsters. But now this is another alpha who they're battling. And the whole this whole thing is about the balance, and Godzilla brings balance to the other Titans, and yada yada. And then at one point, somebody reveals to us, oh, the reason that this guy is throwing things out of balance is because he doesn't belong to this world. He's an alien. Well, all right, moving on. <laughs> they never go back to, what the fuck are you talking about? They said he fell from er- the sky planet? to Earth. <laughs> I don't think a planet. What? He was born in space? No, there's a planet out there with three-headed dragons. He just fell out of space to Earth. so much more explanation. And so why is Godzilla trying to fight him? Just because he knows he's an alien? No, I think because you got to have an alpha. Just like in the natural kingdom, like you can't have two gorillas or lions that are alphas. You got to duke it out till there's one. Mm. He's like the Buzz Lightyear in this movie. Kind of. And Godzilla's the Woody. Yeah, yeah. But don't they become like co-alphas yeah, in that movie? Yeah, that see, that's what should happen in no, this one. No, it's like if you have two dogs together, there has to be one alpha. I just don't understand why you're alpha of the monster. And then a spider bows to you and a mammoth and... Right, I want to know... I, I got so many more questions about their society and like why do they need to bow down to him? Is he going to lead them to something? He's just a monster. Well, that brings me to the underwater caves. Who built them? Did Godzilla build his own little palace underground? What's going on? Or did a society millennia ago worship him, build a little palace around him, draw pictures about him, and he lives in it? (laughs) He was like, thanks, guys. Thanks for building this for me. There's only two solutions, which are that he built it, or they built it around him, and he's like, cool, these are my digs. They made it like an aquarium for him. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get that. But also, yeah, I just didn't get why they saw just some pictures in the caves and were like, oh my God, it's true. The Titans were the first gods. I huh? couldn't believe that they found it so easily. Had they been searching for like 30 really? years? Well, the guy from uh, West Wing is like, I knew it. I predicted this whole thing about the underwater caves. That's how he moves so quickly. Well, that's fine. But did you know they were going to have like all these pictures and depictions and be essentially a lost city to Godzilla underwater, wouldn't this be an artifact that you'd be searching for your whole career, and then you just are like, oh, here it is? Yeah, I don't know. I had a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. But I did think it looked cool. It's weird that it's just like they're going to Godzilla's house, and he's just in there re- healing. Also, here's my question. Tell me, because I was confused for a little bit, so I don't know if I I was confused for this. most of this movie, honestly. They said the Titans are awake and they're hunting in a pack. Right. So they're all going to attack the alien? No, I thought they were following the alien because the alien was the new alpha. Where are they following him to? And who knows? What were they hunting? And why no w- idea. would you wake them all up? It wasn't a well thought I thought, out plan. were they all woken up to reestablish Earth order? Were they all woken up to fight and jockey for power? I don't know. So the mom wakes up. Three-headed dragon. Oh. Giardia? I don't know how to say his name. (laughs) Monster Zero. She wakes him up on purpose. Then all these other monsters start waking up, and she's like, whoa, I didn't do that. And it turns out, I think Monster Zero himself is waking them up. 
But what is their purpose? Just to destroy the world? No, I guess fight each other and we're just, again, incidental. Like, if we get stepped on, if we get blasted. Oh. You know, oh, that's right, because some are good and some are bad. So you have right. to wake some up to kill the ones that are good? Bad. How do they decide who is going to be good and who is going to be bad? I think it's just their natural essence. In their nature? Yeah. What if during their hibernation they change their mind? I they wake know. up and they're like, you know what? What if they wake up My and they want a mate and nobody's around? Maybe that's part of the Godzilla thing that they never have. No, there's motivation. There's but... baby Godzilla. Oh, there is. Yeah. Okay, wait. Mothra and Godzilla, like we said before, have a symbiotic relationship. Mothra attaches to him at one point and rejuvenates him. If they had to mate, what would their baby be called? Mothzilla. Mothzilla? Gothra? Oh, I like Gothra. Gothra is better. And then what would it be like? Would it be like a Godzilla with wings? like a flying Godzilla. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Maybe that's going to be in the next movie. Okay. Honestly, I like the story. I feel like if we get a little more backstory, it'll be interesting. I think there was a story. I just hated the fact that when Godzilla would take a step and the whole city would quake and buildings would fall, if you were standing right next to him, it was fine. Yeah, I mean, that part was dumb. And also, I wanted to know why... Were the humans always underfoot? These scientists were always too close and then get mad when they get trampled. I didn't understand that. No, that's a good point. It bothered me too. One part I did like is around this part where David Strathairn shows up. That guy's a great actor. Why was he in here for two seconds? He's the guy who just showed up and said, uh, we're going to unleash an oxygen destroyer. It uh, destroys all the oxygen within two miles and that'll kill everybody. And then they tell him not to do that, and that's pretty much his only role in the movie. Well, maybe he has a bigger role in the first one. Maybe. He seemed very wasted. I had a question for you, with Andrew getting trampled underfoot. (laughs) Do you think that would have happened if they weren't scientists? Do you think that they are good or bad parents? I mean, that's a good question. Because at one point... Yeah, they probably are putting their children in danger by the nature of their profession, but like they, they have a higher calling. They're monarchs. I, so here's the thing. Uh, at one point, Ice Cube's son is in this movie. And he said, if you were my parents, I'd run away too. Yeah. And I was, and it was just because they were yelling at each other about right. nothing. About where did she go? And I was thinking, they're not bad parents because they're yelling. They're bad parents because they're constantly putting their kids under rubble and falling buildings <laughs> And then acting sad when the kids get killed? Yeah. I mean, but I think that's just some people's lives. It's like um, in Dolphin Tale. That guy owned an aquarium and his daughter's got to work at the aquarium. She could have been eaten by a pelican. I don't know about that. This is just, if that's your job, you bring your kids into your world. I don't think that makes them bad parents. I don't know. Should we talk about the other big sacrifice in this movie aside from Andrew? Oh, Ken Watanabe? Yeah, Surizawa sacrifices himself. He's going to strap a nuke to his back, go to Godzilla's cool underwater cavern, and blow it up. The reason is Godzilla had gone back into hibernation. Right, he was healing because they thought that they killed him, but obviously he was not dead. Right, and so they needed him back to fight. So they supercharged him with a nuke, which turned out, to backfire because then when he reemerged from the ocean, he was like a ticking time bomb. Right. I like that character a lot. What was his name again? 
Dr. Sirizawa. Sirizawa. I liked him a lot. There was one part where he gave some like real, real uh, sage advice to Mark Taylor. And he's like, oh, what's that from? And he's like, I read it in a fortune cookie. Yeah. Uh, like, that was funny. This movie had a couple good lines. Yeah. And it had, a, it, they had a big gotcha for me where I actually laughed at the end. Which part? Where I thought that in the battle between Godzilla and Monster Zero, it looked like Monster Zero was reemerging from the ashes. Oh, but it was the... Godzilla just shaking his head in his mouth. That was amazing, yeah. That was awesome. But here... Uh, so, like, again, going back to this, wouldn't all of these people involved die of radiation poisoning anyway? Probably. I think wouldn't they do touch on that. all of these that. children at Ground Zero die of radiation poisoning? Yeah, I, th- I mean, they touch on that a little bit, but uh, yeah, I think they're ignoring the fact that these people are all doomed. They're watching nukes explode from a helicopter. Right. I mean, there's one point they're like in a submarine and the nuke explodes like so they fly out of the water. Yeah, they would all be dead for sure. But this, I mean, you got to have some suspension of disbelief. My suspension of disbelief is reserved for Godzilla. I want the science the to, to match. Yeah. Okay. I like that. But yeah, I like that character. Yeah, I like that character. I like to sacrifice. Here's the thing I don't like. Now, Godzilla goes to fight Monster Zero, and he's all, as they say, juiced up. You got that lizard juiced. He's got extra radiation powers. That's cheating. He wins, and all the other titans bow down to him. He's not really the alpha. He's like, he, he was on steroids. He's like Lance Armstrong. I don't like that. I think that Monster Zero was the true alpha. I... I don't know. Monster Zero was pretty badass. He seemed like a big alpha, but he had the advantage of being an alien. That's true. All right. Then why not Mothra? Mothra should be the real alpha. Also because she's probably benevolent and nice. That's why she can't be the alpha. But I feel like I see your point, but also he was juiced up because he was about to hibernate. That's like if you're about to take a nap and then you go run a 5K. (laughs) So, okay. You know, you're not. So if he had been at full strength, he also would have won. Yeah, I think so. I think if he woke up at 6 a.m., had a power bar, he okay. would have done. All right. Well, I still would have liked to. Uh, still would have liked to see him fighting, fighting a, fair, a fair fight. Of course. They battle. They get called by the orca to Fenway Park. The battle goes on for a long time. This is, most of this movie is this last battle. This is where the movie lost me. The last battle was long. It was dark. It was real dark. I think they were trying to save money on CGI. And the human casualties were not enough. Right, and they and they kept flashing to the scientists. So Coach Taylor and the mom, they're all there. Everybody's reconvening. And in that line you're talking about where Ice Cube Jr. is like, if you were my parents, I would uh, run away from home. And they were like, what did you say? Home! They forgot that they lived within walking distance of Fenway Park? Right. And what? And their home was perfectly intact, and the door was unlocked, and the daughter was inside, hiding in the bathtub like I Am Legend style. Like, first of all, I thought the mom and the daughter lived in China, and the dad lived in Colorado. They've just been keeping this Boston house the whole time? Are they... And they're not renting it out because there was a picture of them on the mantle. Probably because they're grieving. It's like a tomb to Andrew. And they just left it there? They're still paying for it? They left the door unlocked so she could just run in? I don't know. Did they live there in the original? Then why are they in San Francisco? Exactly my question. I got so many questions about that house. Yeah. And it was because she was at Fenway. And then she ran there. ran there. It was that close? 
and they're fighting at Fenway, all of the monsters, I would think that their foot size would have stepped on the house. I mean, yeah, eventually it does get destroyed, but she was in the bathtub, like you said. I don't know. I liked her because, you know, I like uh, Stranger Things, so I was invested in that. I do like that the mom dies, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, they don't show it exactly. And she dies in a weird way. She's, like, laying in the street. Her car finally gets, like, overturned by the tail of Monster Zero. And then it's three heads look down at her. Because is she the only living thing in the road? I don't know. And she said, all hail the king. Yeah, or long live the king or something. So is she... Her last words were about Godzilla? No, I think her allegiance is to the three-headed monster. What? It is? Why would you say long live the king to... I thought she was praising that monster. Who killed her? I thought she was saying like... No, that monster... Godzilla's gonna beat you. Not, oh, I interpreted that differently. I thought she was delusional and being like, yeah, it's fine, my death is fine, because you're gonna triumph. I mean, either way, what She's a not. stupid... Like, your last words aren't about your children, or... Yeah, that's how nearsighted oh, she was. King. Here's the thing, though. I was really trying to figure out her death because they didn't show it on camera. So the, the three-headed dragon is, like, looking at her. But right then, Godzilla comes up. And he does an atomic blast. So I'm thinking she got disintegrated oh, in an sure. atomic blast. Yeah, at one point he was like pure radiation. Mm-hmm. And then he stepped on Monster Zero to death, which I thought was awesome. Yeah. But at one point he fell down and Mothra had to like charge him back. Yeah. She's like one of those machines that EMTs have. <laughs> Mothra's the real hero, I think. I, I think, think Mothra so should have been the uh, alpha. Here's a question. At the end of the movie, is Godzilla alive or dead? Because they were doing what? a countdown... Where he was supposed to explode. Oh, that's right. Yeah, did he ever explode? Maybe, I think he used all his explode energy to kill Monster Zero. Okay. Because at the end, all the Titans are bowing down to Godzilla. But wouldn't it be funny if he exploded right after the end credits and killed them all? <laughs> I mean, we didn't stay for the whole end credits. Maybe that was a cookie. Um, Again, they're like literally bowing down to him. Which For what? Is he going to lead them in something? He's like, guys, I got this sweet underwater pad. Oh, no, it's been blown up. <laughs> so that was Godzilla King of the Monsters. Ellie liked it. I did not. I didn't but like the end. It was too long. But Now we got to predict what happened in the original I got Godzilla. some ideas. Okay, let's hear it. I think in the original, the mom works for Monarch and the dad is a photographer. What? Yeah. Okay. Hence his wolf photography. I thought that was just out of the blue. No, I think, I think he's in San Francisco. He's taking pictures of whales and like their fins or something. And he gets oh. a fin and she sees it and she's like, wait, what is that? And then she has to study it. Okay. And because of his photograph, she's like, oh my God, this is this ancient thing I read about once upon a time. What? I, <laughs> I think this is great. That's why she, if you're right about this, you're cheating. That's why she calls the device the orca. Right. I mean, there's a lot of stuff with I whales. I think they work on the sonar together. I think he's a whale photographer. What? And like the Puget Sound or something. No, I think they both work for Monarch, for sure. No. My only question is, is Godzilla the only monster in the first one? Yes. I think so, too. So what was this group studying? Did they know he was coming? Were they studying his, like, hibernating? No. Or did the group not start until, like, was everybody just chilling and one day Godzilla shows up? 
And now, five years later, they've started this organization no, to study him. This is what I think happened. I think they're all scientists, but there's like an underground line of, we have these ancient texts, what do they mean? It's like people who look for the Loch Ness Monster. It's like right, cryptozoology. Right, right. Okay. Oh, That's what I was kind of thinking, Maybe too. there's a monster, but he's never been photographed. Right, okay. heard of I him. I like that. I like that. We, he could be around. Japan does some nuclear testing. He awakens from his hibernation. They're like, oh, no, this is going to be bad. And then the movie is the buildup to him surfacing. Okay. And how to deal with it. And it looks like he fucks shit up and a child is murdered. (laughs) (laughs) At the very least. Yeah, Andrew will die. I think that all the family is all in the first one. Right. Do you think Sizagawa's in the first one? Yeah, I think he's got to be because he didn't get much of an intro in this one. I think Thomas Middleditch is not. Right. And Tywin I, Lannister is not. I think there will be a few stars in there that'll be interesting. Yeah, there must be somebody different. I'm hoping in the first one we deal more with, like, the response. I hope we see a president commenting on stuff. I hope we see people getting ready. I hope we see some actual other characters who might be affected by this. I think we're going to see a city evacuation plan. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see the family being like, I have to stay behind. My question and is... And being a choice. Right. I think it's all going to be about Godzilla waking up and then figuring out how to defeat him. What role does this family play in defeating Godzilla? I think what happens is, as they're developing this whale sonar, as the dad's taking pictures... They stumble upon it, and they're like, oh, my God, this is how we can control it. They play a frequency that has him pause but and, like, um, you know, like a dog whistle. Right, but that's great, except for in this one, when they first show up to Colorado and they tell Mark about the orca, he says, wait, that was just a prototype that, like, it did. we never built it. And they were like, well, in the last five years, she built it. So I think the orca's new for this movie. Okay. But I think there's got to be... I think there's a whale background. Do you think the prototype is in the first one? Yeah. How do you think they stop Godzilla? I don't know. But they have to be involved with the stopping, I would mm-hmm. think. They must know something about it. I think you're right. That one or both of them have studied this, like people that study, you know, Sasquatch. And they know something about how to stop him. Maybe about something about what he wants. He, he just wants to go home to his underwater cave. No, I think the, the wife says a lot, like, this is the natural order. When they arise from their hibernation, you know, they got to do some street cleaning. He's here to, like, you know, probably when he hibernated, the earth was all volcanoes and craters and stuff. And yeah. now it's filled with people. And he doesn't know. Godzilla doesn't know. He's not killing people maliciously. Right. But then if, like, a... A military plane is shooting at his head. He's He's going to swipe it it away like you swat a fly. So do you think maybe the plan is to minimize his destruction somehow? Maybe it's to... Drive him back into the sea. Yeah. Okay. Maybe they get him to San Francisco on purpose. Maybe they've evacuated most of the city. These scientists lure him to San Francisco using some signal or something. Sonar. They get him in San Francisco, and then they get him into the Pacific Ocean. I 100% predict right there's going to be... Right after he steps on Andrew. There's going to be a, a Golden Gate Bridge. He's going to walk right through it or something. Yeah. There will definitely be some iconic uh, San Francisco monuments getting destroyed, I think. Will any of the other Titans be in it? No. But I think at the end of the movie, they'll 
detect another one with sonar. Tease maybe to Mothra. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. We just got a signal coming out of China. Something like that. What if Godzilla has a crush on Andrew and he's following him? I see what you mean. A crush. (laughs) He just doesn't know the language. He's trying to mate with him because there are no other Godzillas. And some, this is the, like the first human, the first life form he sees when he wakes up. He's obsessed with Andrew. He follows him. They use Andrew as bait. And right when Godzilla steps on him, they push him into the I ocean. can't believe. Are we going to see the death of Andrew? I hope. You do. Well, <laughs> that came out wrong. But like, it seems like an important part of the movie. Because in the flashback, the kids are very young. They're like six and eight. We're going to see a child killed by a lizard, I think. Well... I mean, a radioactive giant lizard. And I don't think it's malicious. I think no. there was a moment in this movie. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. A moment in this movie? I think there was a moment in this movie where Coach Taylor's on the boat after they reawaken Godzilla with the nuke. And they look at each other eye to eye. Which, again, the proximity in this movie drives me nuts. And it does look like they know each other. And something. he's like, he looks in Godzilla's teeny tiny eyeball and he's kind of like, I forgive you. I know it's not on purpose that you stepped on my son. Right. And I think that was a turning point where he knew he was innocent. That was a weird, weird moment though. Yeah, I mean, they say like Godzilla is proof that coexistence is possible. That we could live with... Uh... No, we can't. Do you think maybe the scientists were trying to stop them from killing Godzilla? In which movie? The first one. That's what I mean. Maybe that's the plot. Oh, oh. The military is just trying to kill him, and they're like, no, he's not a bad guy. He's trying to get home to his underwater cave. No, Let's I think, help him. I think the idea that he's a good guy is new to this one. I think yeah, they're just... I would think so, too, but... Humans are freaking out, and they're like, what? How do we stop this? I don't know. All right, I'm going to swerve from you, then. I'm going to say, in the first one, the, the, the scientists think he's good. Everybody's like, he's bad, he's a monster. And they're like, the voices being like, no, this is a good thing. Okay. We gotta help him. Or maybe it's just Millie Bobby Brown or something. She's not in the first one. What? How do you know? Because she would have aged five years. I think she's not in it. She's a teenager in this one. She's a little kid in the last one. No. That's why they had to make it five years later. I don't think it's her. Oh, she's totally in. in. Oh, wow. I don't think it's her at all. I think you'll get the parents. I and think it's going to be, get... what, a, another kid? Yeah, a tinier kid. And they recast the role? She grew up. Yeah. Right, but it's five years between movies. I'm... In the world and in real life. You're telling me, how old is Millie Bobby Brown? I don't know. Who am I, Drake? What, has she been around, like, she's 11 and then 16? I don't even think she's that old. I don't know. We'll find out. But I think you're dead wrong about that one. All right, well, we have a couple good predictions, and I think... That's a wrap on Godzilla. Yeah, I think I'm going to like the first one more, so I'm excited about that one. I'm hoping we get more info about their mating habits, etc. <laughs> so I'm excited. I've seen your Google history. <laughs> well, as always, I'm Patrick. And I'm Ellie. And this has been Reverse Sequels. Quarantine Edition. Bye. 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 Reverse sequels.